Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight, and um, Lord, I, I thank you that you know what we need before we even ask. And God, we lift up all these requests to you from, uh, from jobs to the Clarks, God, everything. Um, Lord, we, we entrust it to you and uh, pray that your will would be done in each of these situations, God, for your, um, God, I, just your provision. Um, Lord, and as we pray, help us to trust that, Lord, you hear our prayer. And, um, and that, Lord, you always answer according to your will. And so, Lord, we trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, good evening, guys. Uh, we are going to be in Mark 4. So I originally titled this message, Different Fields. Um, but there is a perfect opportunity for a Sly in the Family Stone reference. Um, and so I couldn't pass it up. So different yields for different fields. Um, okay, so hopefully you guys are, are turning there now. So JJ and I uh, recently uh, took a two-week mission trip. We spent one week in Nairobi, but a week before that, we figured since we were crossing the Atlantic, um, last year God gave us a relationship with this guy Nikolai from Denmark, um, and uh, we just felt really burdened and still feel really burdened for him. And so we trusted God to get there and just spend time with him. And we got to spend time with him and his family and I got to share the gospel with them and then went to Nairobi. And so as you can imagine, Denmark and Kenya are two very different countries. And so I'm gonna kind of talk about that tonight. We're gonna talk about different types of soil so in Mark 4, we see Jesus give the parable of the sower. And he says in verse 13, And he said unto them, Know ye not this parable? And how then will ye know all parables? The sower soweth the word. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. And then you see there's also stony ground, there's thorny ground, and then you jump down to verse 20. It says, And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it, and bring forth fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some an hundred. And so, uh, for sake of time, we're going to just boil all the different types of soil into hard ground and good ground. Okay? So those are your, your two types of soil. Obviously, there's a spectrum in between that, but, you know, there's good ground and there's not good ground, right? So hard ground, according to this passage, the wayside isn't even characterized by the hardness of the people's hearts. Rather, it's characterized by the presence of Satan. 2 Corinthians 4.4 4 says, uh, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Okay? So, hard ground is characterized by it being under the dominion of Satan. Okay? And then good ground, on the other hand, um, is characterized by fruitfulness. 
It's characterized by virtue. Okay, people receive the word, they receive Christ, and then they apply it, right? They apply the word of God, and they, they become fruitful. You see this in, in John 15, right? The Father desires for His children to be fruitful, okay? Uh, we've got a long way to go and, and not much time to get there, so read that uh, on your own time. But... Uh, you get down to the end of it, and how we abide in Christ, how we're fruitful, is through obedience to the Word of God. Okay, and so that's good ground. Okay, those, those are kind of the two fields. Obviously, there's some things in between there, um, but there's hard ground, characterized by being under the dominion of Satan, and there's good ground, uh, which is marked by those that receive God's Word and apply it. Okay? So now, how do we minister to different types of soil? Okay, how to minister? Well, number one, we pray. Okay, nobody gets saved that doesn't get prayed for, I don't believe. I believe that I'm saved today because my grandma prayed for me. I believe that. Um, man, you see, you see that in 1 Timothy 1. 1 Timothy 2. Verse 1, right? We, we need to pray all types of prayers for all types of people. Okay? Uh, it doesn't matter whether it's hard ground or good ground. Hard ground, we must pray that God would bind Satan in the hearts and minds of those that he's blinded. But even in good ground, right? Even in a good field, our seed is no good if we don't pray for rain. Right? So key point number one, pray for all men. Pray for all men. Whether it's good ground or hard ground, we, we have to pray for souls to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Amen. Pray for all men. Number two, preach the gospel. Mark 16, 15. Jesus said unto the disciples, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Okay, you see this? In Acts 1.8, we're, we're to go to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And so key point two, preach the gospel wherever you are. Right? Whether it's good ground or wh whether it's hard ground, the mission doesn't change. We preach the gospel. Amen? Okay. Ev people everywhere need the gospel. People need to know that Jesus Christ bled and died for their sins. In Matthew 28, 19 and 20, we know this, but Jesus said, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. And so the job of the church is not only to preach the gospel, but to teach people to observe the teachings of the Bible. Right? I think oftentimes we can get in our head that it's teach all things whatsoever I have commanded you. But we're to teach people to observe all things that Christ commanded of us. Okay, and so that's, that's the job of the church, and that doesn't change based on location. It doesn't change whether it's hard ground or good ground. 
we are always making disciples. Okay, and so uh, I want to look at two pastors for two cities. So Timothy uh, went to Ephesus, which I think we can consider good ground. Whereas Titus went to a place called Crete, um, which we'll get into it in a minute, but uh, I think we could consider that hard ground. Paul's instruction to both of these men takes place in 1st and 2nd Timothy, which are to Timothy. Yes. Okay. And then Titus is written to? Cool. Okay. Got some LFBI students. Awesome. Okay, but the, the theme throughout these books is, is so similar. It's just teach them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. Right? It's, it's teach right doctrine and observe it. Teach it and obey it. Teach it and live it out. Okay, um, so Timothy, he goes to Ephesus. And in Ephesus, you can see in these passages, uh, a man named Apollos comes to Christ because Aquila and Priscilla showed him a more perfect way. Okay, and then multiple disciples come to Christ and Paul's like, do you guys know what the Holy Spirit is? And they're like, no. He's <laughs> like, okay, well, let's, I need to teach you right doctrine, okay? Because they had only been baptized unto the baptism of John. Okay, and then we see many believed and the word of God grew and prevailed is the, the phrasing that happens in Acts 19. So all of this fruitfulness happened through teaching right doctrine to a group that was generally open to hearing the gospel. Okay, people's hearts were ready for spiritual things, and Paul and the other disciples, they would just, they would open the book, and people uh, would get their lives turned upside down, right? So key point three, teaching God's word transforms lives. Teaching God's word transforms lives. And this is why we do Bible study, right? This is why we are trusting God to get the book open with the lost, whether it's at UMKC, whether it's in your workplace, we're trusting God that his word would simply do the work. Okay, while you guys are writing that down, I'm bummed because James told me that tonight would be like Nairobi night. And so I, I wore like my shirt and Nathan did not, Chris did not, but, and I think Alex is probably just laughing at me because I'm wearing an African shirt now, so. Okay, okay, cool, no, we're good. Okay, so teaching God's word transforms lives. Okay, so we need to pray, we need to preach, but then we need to practice. Okay, so this is number three. So we need to practice. So again, the, the theme of the pastoral epistles to Timothy and Titus, even though the, they were in two very different fields, the, the theme throughout is, is very similar, right? They read very similar. But if there was um, a small difference in the book of Titus, um, actually before I get to that, uh, I, I forgot Titus 1.12. This is the, uh, the hard ground verse. It says, One of themselves, even a prophet of their own, 
said, the Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, slow bellies. How would you like to minister to that group of people? It's like, uh, it sounds like Raiders fans. <laughs> I, I, I had, sorry, I had to throw that one out there. Um, okay, but, okay, if there was a small difference in, in the books written uh, to Timothy versus the book written to Titus, um, it's that Paul is very deliberate in teaching the maintaining of good works. Okay, so it, to the man that was in a hard field, he says multiple times to maintain good works. Titus 2.14, speaking of Jesus, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. Titus 3.8, this is a faithful saying, and these things I will that thou affirm constantly, that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. And then, if that wasn't enough, verse 14, he says it again, and let ours also learn to maintain good works for necessary uses, that they be not unfruitful. Okay, so in hard ground, there needs to be a strong emphasis on maintaining good works so that people can be given a reason to consider the gospel. Okay, let me say that again. In hard ground, there needs to be a strong emphasis on maintaining good works so that the people can be given a reason to consider the gospel. Okay? So, key point number four. Living God's Word softens hearts. Right? Living the Word of God softens hearts. What do I mean by that? So, Romans 12.20 says, Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirsts, give him drink, for in so doing thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Proverbs 16.7 says, When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. And so as we trust God to live out his word, uh, people see that. Right? And people that may not have considered the gospel before see the life of a true Christian, see the fruit from it, the peace and the joy, and they're forced to consider what's different about their life. Okay? So, um, to kind of tie this in, into the trip that we took, uh, Nairobi is, is good ground. Okay, if you guys have the opportunity to go, you should go. Uh, it's awesome. People are incredibly open to the gospel. Uh, and so, because of that, man, we, like, we just got to preach the gospel to all of our Uber drivers. Um, uh, we had so many opportunities for just spiritual conversation. There was one Uber driver, we were talking, and it turns out he's Catholic. And I was like, well, uh, no, I, I said... Uh, well, would you say that you're saved? 
And he goes, I'm Catholic, we don't do that. <laughs> like, this was the most honest conversation I'd ever had with a Catholic. Um, but we just, we start talking and uh, I share the gospel and, and he comes to a place where he, he considers the gospel and, and he takes a tract and, and said, man, I, I will truly consider these things. Thank you. Um, and then, uh, man, thinking about good ground being defined by virtue, uh, man, getting to meet the disciples there in Nairobi, uh, Ken, he's like got the discipleship book memorized. Like he'll just like bring it into conversation. He's like, ah, yes, that's lesson 16 verses. And uh, it's awesome. Like the virtue of, of these people. And that's what JJ said about the women as well. It's just they, they're in Bible study and they're like, wow, that's really interesting. How can I apply that to my life? You know, and it's just awesome. And, and we have so much to glean from that. Um, so, you know, in Nairobi, we just, we had the opportunity to just preach, right? And teach. And people were open to receiving the word of God because they're ready and they're primed for it and they're virtuous. Um, Denmark was, was hard ground, right? Like Satan was present. It, it felt like the whole time uh, the accuser of the brethren was in my ear. Like he, he did not want us there. And uh, people in Denmark are either atheists or they're trusting in their religion. Um, and then, so our, our emphasis in Denmark was, yes, preach the gospel. We teach it every opportunity we get. Uh, but man, it's hard ground. And so we're really trusting that our lives would be an example to these people. And uh, man, we, we had dinner one, one evening with Nikolai and and his friends, and, and I just made it a point, like, I'm going to pray before all of our meals, which I should do anyway. Um, but man, we, we get done, and this girl, uh, Tula, is like, that was awesome. I'm, I'm going to start doing that. And uh, man, that's, you know, she's, she's not saved, but maybe she's that just one step closer, right? Because she saw a Christian pray to God. Right? Um, man. So I want us to consider some things. So I've got three considerations. So number one, what kind of field am I praying for tonight? Okay? So if you're praying for Europe, that's probably a, a hard ground. Okay? If, if you're praying for Nairobi, like we talked, that's probably better ground, but how does the type of soil affect the way you pray for that country, right? Man, let's, for those people that people are not receptive to the gospel, let's pray that their lives would truly be an example to the people around them. And that, man, when they have open doors, that they're effectual. So what kind of field are you praying for tonight? And how's that going to affect how you pray for them? Um, consideration number two, so what kind of field are you working in now? Okay, so I have a really interesting position. So I am a high school teacher um, during the school year and then an engineer during the summer. Okay, so during the school year, uh, I teach high school students, which I would consider relatively good ground when compared to uh, 
I work as an engineer at a factory where we make ammunition for the military. Um, and they're all like 50 years old and agnostic and they, they're set in their ways. Okay. Um, but I see a very similar pattern in this. Um, man, the other day uh, at, at my job uh, at the factory, I found out one of my coworkers, his, his father passed away, and I told him, I said, hey, I'm, I'm going to be praying for you. And he said, hey, that means a lot, because I know when you say that, you mean it. Um, and man, I think we can just neglect that these really simple things that we do as Christians, that if we're just vocal about, uh, that, that goes a long way and can soften people's hearts to the truth of the gospel. Okay, but then uh, lastly, what kind of field am I right now? Okay, so Mark 4, the parable of the sower, we see all these different types of soil. And as Christians, it's really easy to make that entirely about evangelism. And it is, you know, that's the context of that passage. But we forget that we never stop being soil. Okay, every day I come to the Word of God and my heart is either good ground or not. You're right, I've pro I'm probably like plugging good ground hardcore right now. Just <laughs> um, but uh, so just really quickly, I, I like to um, think about the parable of the sower in, in terms of the love of God. Okay, so the wayside, uh, in terms of application, okay, so for us, we can ask ourselves, have I given place to the devil? Okay, Ephesians 4.27 says, don't give place to the devil, because you can do that. Okay, and if you do that, man, um, I, I don't know how great your quiet time is going to be. Um, the stony ground uh, is all about, you know, people go through trial and then they, they walk away from the Lord. And uh, the, the reason for that is, is because they don't love God. James chapter 1 talks about the crown of life is given to those who endure temptation Oh, but it's given to those that love God. And that's what Romans 5 talks about, is when we go through trial, what happens at the end of it is the love of God is shed abroad in our heart. And so to get through trial, to get through seasons of stoniness, we need to trust God to just love Him, to love Him enough to get through trial. And then thorny ground is not an issue of whether or not you love God, but it's an issue of whether or not you love God most, right? Because the, the pleasures of this world come in and they choke out the fruit. Um, and it's, it's because we, we love the things of this world more than the things of God. But good ground is defined by those that love God such that they bear fruit, right? And we looked at that in John 15, okay? Um, so you need to ask yourself, what, what kind of field am I right now? Like, what is the state of my heart? And so um, maybe you've never considered the gospel, that Jesus died for, for your sins. And um, if that is you, man, talk to whoever brought you. Um, it, it, we want to make sure you leave being good ground. Amen?
Okay, so we're going to break up into our uh, missionary groups right here. So um, let's head that way and be asking yourself those three questions tonight. So what kind of field are you going to be praying for as a group tonight? And how does the, the type of soil affect how you're going to pray for them? And then be considering your field right now uh, and consider what type of soil you are right now because those work in reverse. People that are good ground end up going. So praise the Lord.